So it's official. Vladimir Putin has invaded Ukraine, and this is directly attributable to President Biden and his policies. Putin has sent in peacekeepers into eastern Ukraine. You've got to love that. Peacekeepers. That's literally what the Russians are calling it. It's a Soviet tactic. It was like you when the KGB, who Putin used to work for, they used to bring dissidents into the Ministry of Justice, the Ministry of Justice, the Ministry of Peace, and then they used to torture them to death. So that's what happens. They don't invade Ukraine. They're sending in peacekeepers. That's like Biden calling it a minor incursion. And this is directly a result of the Biden policies. It's no coincidence it's happening now. Remember, Biden gave Putin the Nord Stream pipeline. He lifted sanctions on Russia. How do you lift sanctions on Russia? How do you make Putin so incredibly wealthy by making him the number one natural gas supplier to Europe? He told Putin that he would not retaliate. I mean, even if he misspoke, what kind of a message did that send? And Biden has refused to impose the sanctions How could you not impose sanctions, hundreds of thousands of troops and tanks and military buildup on the border? No, we're not. We're going to wait until the war starts. We're going to wait until the bombs are dropping. That's literally Blinken's words. We're not going to impose sanctions until until Putin invades. How does that make any sense? You impose the sanctions before he invades and then you offer to lift them and, and to alleviate them if Putin pulls out. It's it's unbelievable. Putin did not do it under Trump. Putin invaded under Obama. Remember, he, he annexed Crimea. And now under Biden. Is that a coincidence? Right? Coincidence. The same way, right, the oil companies and the car companies, they only got greedy under Biden, not under Trump. That's a coincidence. It's the greed of the car companies that's making them, that's making inflation so high. And it's the greed of these oil companies and electronics companies. Uh, but just for strange, bizarre coincidence that none of these things happened under Trump. So here we, this is a very big deal. This is a very, there are people who say, well, what's the big deal? It's all the way on the other side of the world. How does this affect us? This is a very big deal. An evil Russian dictator, perhaps the most powerful man on the planet right now, has started a war in Europe for the first time since World War II. I mean, this is a huge deal, very frightening, as I'm going to explain. Now, that doesn't mean that we should be sending in troops but it needs to stop. There are many different options to stop this thing, although it could, it would have been much easier several months ago. So here are the four questions that we need to analyze. Number one, why is Putin doing this? Number two, what is Putin's official pretext for doing this? It's not, they're not the same thing. His real motive is not the same as what he's claiming is his official reason. Number three, why should we care about this? Number four, why is Putin doing this now? And as I said, the short answer to that question is Joe Biden. I mean, uh, two words, Joe Biden. Cause like I said, Biden has made Putin rich. Biden has gladly shown Putin, I will be your doormat. I will roll over. And Putin sniffs the weakness. Make no mistake about it. He did not do this under Trump because he knew that under Trump, it would be fire and brimstone. It would be shock and awe in response. Now, why is Putin invading Ukraine? Usually when a crazy dictator does something, he doesn't do it for the reason that he's claim. He gives a pretext. He gives an official diplomatic reason. That's not the real reason. In Putin's case, it's very simple. The man is on a crusade to rebuild the, the former Soviet Union. He's not even hiding it. He's a narcissist. He's a sociopath. He's a megalomaniac. And he literally, he's Vladimir Putin poisons his political enemies with nerve gas. Okay. He, and that's the stuff we know about. Who knows what goes on behind the scenes? He dissolved the Russian constitution. He changed the rules and dissolved the, the the Russian parliament to remain in power for 20 years, Putin has is obsessed with one thing, with Vladimir Putin. I mean, he's a former KGB agent, and he has always said that the crumbling of the Soviet Union was an epic 
tragedy. That has been his position. He believes that Ukraine and Russia are the same country. He said this. He said this many times. He's given these long speeches about this. He believes that basically the Soviet Union is, is still intact. He probably grew up idolizing Joseph Stalin. He craves the approval of Russian citizens desperately. And, and, you know, he does these photo ops, these bizarre photo ops of himself riding a horse and on a hang glider. And guess what? They worship him. The Russian people, I know it sounds strange to us, but they buy into his propaganda. Remember, they buy, they, they, they have access to, to Putin through the Putin state-controlled media. So they don't know the real man. They don't know what it's all about. They don't understand freedom and liberty. They understand he brainwashes them. He has an 80% approval rating. It's not just because they're afraid to say the truth. They really, really worship him and adore him. His strength, they view him as a national hero. And, and Putin has convinced Russians that the United States is evil. When the, the United States invades Iraq and invades Afghanistan and travels halfway around the world and Syria, that they're butting in where they do not belong. And they soak up his bogus, vicious propaganda. We have to remember when you're dealing with Putin, I don't hear this anywhere else in the media, even amongst conservatives, you have to know what you're dealing with. You're dealing with a sociopath who's being worshipped by his people. And the more he invades, the stronger he gets. He Remember, he supported Bashar al-Assad. He's buddies with Iran and China. So Putin, he's had a lifelong fantasy of rebuilding the Soviet empire. He's a very patient man, and he wants to be the most powerful man on the planet. And it's hard to argue right now that he's not the most powerful man on the planet when you look at everybody around him, all these supposed strong leaders like Germany and Biden and and, and NATO and the European nations just sitting there shaking like, oh, no, what's he going to do next? We want peace at all costs. We want peace at all costs, begging the man to, you know, to, to not invade. So what is his official reason? So Putin claims that he's being threatened. And they always say this. Remember, these, these dictators, before they invade, they always claim that it's self-defense, right? So you, Ukraine has been propped up by NATO, which is true. Ukraine has been propped up by the United States, by the EU. We have sent many, many, uh, you know, defense. We've sent many weapons and, and, and all sorts of, uh, defense equipment. To, to, to the, to Ukraine to help them protect against, uh, Vladimir Putin. Putin, Putin claims he's in danger. He says that his border is back to back with Ukraine. So that exposes him and NATO and Ukraine are friendly and they're basically, um, conspiring and colluding against Vladimir Putin. Putin has demanded a guarantee that Ukraine would never become part of NATO. But of course, nobody's going to guarantee him that. The United States has built up Ukraine's stockpile of weapons, as I said. So Putin says, I'm vulnerable. That, that's his official, you know, his official reason for, uh, for invading Ukraine as well. Listen, I, you know, I have no choice. And like I said, it's always some kind of rhetoric like that. Last year, Putin wrote a piece, long piece describing Russians and Ukrainians as one nation. And he described, like I said, the, the collapse of the Soviet Union as the disintegration of historical Russia. Uh, so essentially, Putin claims he's, he feels threatened. He's saying, listen, you know, Ukraine, NATO, like I'm literally this one little country here and, and, and the entire Europe is out to get me. But again, like I said, that's not the real reason. Don't buy into it. I guarantee you that since the uh, yeah, I don't guarantee, but I would I would suspect that since the Berlin Wall fell, Putin in the back of his mind has always said to himself, oh, wow. I want to be the person. This was this is a tragedy. I want to be the person who reunites the Soviet Union. Why is he doing this now? Very simple. It's the perfect storm. The world is weaker than it has than I have ever seen it in 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 so many years. With Joe Biden, you know, remember people said, "Oh, you know what? Okay, Biden." 
We'll put him in the White House. How bad could he be? At least it won't be Trump. I can't get over how many people said that. At least we won't have Trump, even if you just put this shell of a person, even if you put this man in the White House who clearly has no clue and is incredibly weak. It's still, you know, we're not going to get the nasty tweets, right? Trump, he was such a mean tweeter. He was so nasty to his own people. Trump was a racist and a white supremacist. Under Biden, the tweets are very bland. They're very boring. They're very vanilla. But it's like, well, we have a structure in place. The government can run itself. I'm sorry. But when you have military, and it's China with Taiwan. I mean, uh, look at the Taliban. It's like the world is like coming apart at the seams here. And it's because if you don't have a strong leader in the White House, then you're inviting all these evil. There's a lot of evil people around the world. And you're basically saying to all of them, okay, it's a free for all. It is chaos. It is mayhem. Come in and do whatever you want. It's You think it's a coincidence? It's amazing to me how one year after Biden takes over, Putin invades Ukraine. Think about that. And and then Taliban takes over Afghanistan, which is directly a result of Biden. So Biden, he's a disaster on foreign policy. He's not going to retaliate. He's too afraid to even impose sanctions on Vladimir. We don't want to get Vladimir upset. Um, so, you know, so he doesn't want to offend the mighty Putin. Uh, Biden has also made Putin rich because he shut, he's shutting down American oil and gas companies, pandering to, to Ocasio, pandering to the radical left. He gave the green light to the Nord Stream pipeline, which is, it's inexcusable. It is disgraceful that Biden's not getting more flack over that. Remember, Trump sanctioned the, the, the builders of the Nord Stream pipeline. He shut it down. He said, you cannot have Putin be the number one supplier. Think about that. The number one supplier of natural gas to Germany and, and to many countries in Europe is now the evil dictator Vladimir Putin. You can't make this stuff up. So he's gotten billions of dollars to Putin. And why on earth did Biden alleviate the sanctions and allow the Nord Stream to be completed? I mean, how does he not get flack for that? It's a terrible, terrible move. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. It's much worse than Trump's nasty tweets. But but And Trump is the one who was colluding with Russia. So now, strategically, Germany and the rest of Europe are reliant on Putin for energy. I mean, you literally couldn't if, – if I told you this in a fiction book, if you know, if, if this was a pitch to, to Netflix for a movie, they would laugh you out of the room. So Putin right now is stronger than he's ever been, and it's literally thanks to Biden. And now taking over Ukraine will make him infinitely stronger and more dangerous. Also, Biden said we won't retaliate. Remember Biden said if it's a minor incursion, we will not retaliate. Now – I believe Biden, he doesn't just make up that kind of thing, minor incursion. And what's a minor incursion anyway? Putin's going to say, well, now I'm just sending in peacekeepers. It's a minor incursion. So here's what I think. I think that the number one, the message was loud and clear because the president of the United States said to Putin, I hear you misspoke. They spun it right away. They issued a statement. Not true. I think what really happened was that this was discussed. A lot of times Biden will slip things he's not supposed to slip. It doesn't just come out of nowhere. It was discussed in a meeting, and they, 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 it was determined, American policy, that if it's a minor incursion, then, then there's not going to be an American response. And I think that Biden slipped, and Biden actually, he said what he wasn't supposed to say. He's done that many, many times, where he has actually slipped in a public press conference and said things that were true that he wasn't supposed to say. So, But essentially, that was the message that I'm taking from Putin is, listen, this guy, he's not going to retaliate. Biden also said, we're not going to send troops into Ukraine. Now, as the point I've heard made yesterday on the radio even if that's true, even if you're not going to send troops to Ukraine, I don't think the U.S. should send troops to Ukraine, but you never reveal your strategy. You don't give away your secrets. You don't show your cards. So, Biden, that was another huge blunder. You let Putin have a guessing game and let him wonder, and that's not what happened here. Biden told Putin exactly all of his moves, all of his strategies ahead of time. 
And uh, remember, Putin annexed Crimea under Obama. That was the test. And there were virtually zero consequences. Yeah, they threw him out of the G8. Big deal. He's still in the U.N. Security Council. He still has veto power. Putin is patient. And uh, there's a weak leader in Germany right now, the new chancellor of Germany. So Putin sees a rare opportunity to start a massive war to roll the dice. And is anybody going to have the courage to stop him? And now, why should we care? We should care because Putin is unbelievably dangerous. The man has been a sponsor of Iranian terror for years. As I said, the man has propped up Bashar al-Assad. Uh, he is He's good friends with China, very good friends with China. Putin and President Xi, they met in China uh, officially because of the Olympic Games. But believe me, they're both sitting there looking at Biden. But President Xi right now, he's literally, he's pouncing on this. He's watching so carefully. Let's see how the U.S. responds. Let's see how the world responds because Taiwan is next. And uh, Putin has a huge nuclear arsenal. Putin is very dangerous. Putin, he's, he, he has a presence in the Middle East. He's got access to a lot of the oil in the Middle East. He's got these, de- he does these deals, these, these, uh, these, these arms and weapons deals with North Korea. I'm, I'm serious. Putin can empower. Putin empowers the Iranian terror regime. You have no idea. This man's tentacles are everywhere. Everything evil that goes on, literally North Korea, Iran, Bashar al-Assad in Syria, China, President Xi. I mean, Putin is involved in all of it. And not just behind the scenes, we can't even imagine, but even literally publicly, overtly, he's he's sponsoring all of these evil countries, these evil dictators, these evil terrorists. And, uh, and, and, the, and the more powerful he is, the more dangerous the world becomes. Uh, so, so you know, you really need severe sanctions at this point. I'm concerned that it's too late. You know, we need like some secret assassinations, like some Mossad types of situations here, secret assassinations against Putin advisors. We need to load up Ukraine's military right now to fight a proxy war. I mean, just load them up. I mean, you you cannot let Putin get away with this. This is our last chance right now to put a stop to what could be devastating, could, could, literally, could literally alter the course of history. No exaggeration there. That's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.